Welcome back to the Kickin' Post Podcast with your hosts, Jamal Thompson and Otto DeVries. Heading into week eight, decide we'll give some NFL week eight picks and storylines because there's some stuff dropping that could be concerning for a lot of the competitive teams and, and the different divisions. How you feeling today, Otto? You know, I studied all last night. I'm pretty tired, but, you know, product our product needs to be out there, you know? Yeah. So let's get it. How did the studying go? Absolutely terrible. Oh, gosh. Was it worth? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's not what you want to hear. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive into some of these games, man. Uh, we'll start with Carolina, Atlanta. How you feel about we got that a nice little? We got a nice little Mike Davis revenge game here. <laughs> yeah. He'll have four carries for twelve yards. Bro, facts. Um, this man has been so. Give me the Falcons at home, though. Minus three. I'm riding with that. Uh, Kyle Pitts is looking dynamic as ever. Um, he said, "Forget breaking out in my second year. I'm here now." So. I I am big on Carolina covering the spread and winning this game. All right, well that's that's one apiece. That's one. Where we already have differences. Yeah, I am feeling a big DJ Moore game. I am feeling Sam Darnold playing for his job possibly. If he comes out here and disappoints, it's very likely that Carolina kid move the house before the trade deadline to try to acquire Deshaun Watson. When does the trade deadline close? I'm not too sure, but Deshaun Watson said he's only lifting it for Miami. So I Is that what he said? Yeah. He'd be tweaking if he didn't want to play with Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, you know. You mean Chuba Hubbard. Well, Christian McCaffrey eventually, hopefully. That boy never stay healthy, so I don't know. That's a fact, but I, I'm feeling Carolina is a nice underdog play here. I am going to try to pull up some of these spreads. Well, not spreads, some of these... um betting odds because I'm feeling pretty nice about this week for some of these underdogs. You could throw a little two-team underdog parlay. Um, so yeah, seeing what's going on with a lot of these, but I'm riding with Carolina on this one. Alright, you got the Panthers, I got the Falcons. Let's yes. move straight into this. This is going to be a quicker podcast. Uh, you know, life, life happens and we're uh, almost a little pressed for time. Yeah. Some people got to go to work. I know, on crazy, on right? Friday. Gotta pay the bills. Y'all, if y'all keep listening, then I won't have to go to work. That's the plan, man. Y'all stay Amen. supporting, then I won't have to go to work. And these will be out on time and in abundance. So, <laughs> on time. <laughs> on time and in abundance. But, yeah. Um, Actually, Carolina's not even... Game. Yeah, Carolina is positive. Plus 145. So, yeah. I like that. Um, probably one of the bigger spreads on the sheet. Uh, second biggest. We got the Bills at home versus the Dolphins. And honestly, I like the Dolphins. I, obviously, I got the Bills winning the game, but yeah. I like Miami to cover because 14 points is a lot, and I don't think Miami's been playing that bad. Tua's been like relatively impressive um, for the standards that I have set for him. Because like I always I, pooped on him. It. Thought he was boo boo. Always thought he was trash, but he makes plays on his feet. Um, him and Waddle look really good together. Uh, I'm glad that uh, they're like committed to him instead of like. Yeah, give me Deshaun Watson, you know? I understand where you're coming from with that one. And, yeah, um, you invest the high pick in him. It's still pretty early in his career. And to just kind of, like, ship him out the door, especially with how he's been playing coming off the injury. And he was doing a little, like, decent before the injury as well. Um, It would be a little bit poor on the team's part to kind of ship their pieces. And they're not really in a competitive space right now. They're 1-6. They're not going to the playoffs, most likely. So why not just feel out your quarterback and keep your picks because... If you do move him, you're going to have to move the picks as well. And then when you combine all of that, 
you're giving Houston a very good quarterback, possibly, a haul worth of picks that could turn into even better players to improve their team. I feel like it's better especially you just sit down. Especially if Watson's not able to play. Yeah, yeah, especially if Watson has to sit out, then it's just a bunch of a bunch of moves for you guys to still be out of the playoffs and then don't have the picks to rebuild your team. So I agree, ride, ride the Tua wave. I do have the Bills winning as well, but I have the Bills covering. You do? You think they cover 14? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think this is a big... Um, Stefan Diggs week. Um, I feel like a lot of the pass catchers could get off in this game. I'm I'm excited about Josh Allen and fantasy this week as well. Uh, but yeah, start DraftKings play. Yeah, I'd start Josh Allen. Um, Diggs is one of my favorite plays. Of course, Emmanuel Sanders, your boy. I'd, I'd throw him out there. Even a Cole Beasley. Yeah, I'm playing him in DraftKings this week. I feel like you're playing him in DraftKings. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely a solid play there. I feel like it's a big week for the pass catchers in, in that Bills offense. So, you know, circle the wagon, Buffalo Bills. Um, I will say um, for, for our viewers that um, our leaderboards are not for spreads. They're for just games straight up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that moves us into the next game where we might actually differ again. Uh, Steelers versus Browns. Uh, how you feeling about that? I mean, Baker's coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming he's good to go. I'm not sure. I haven't seen their practice report yet. Um, but honestly, I, I kind of like the Steelers uh, coming off a bye. They are at home, right? No, they're going to Cleveland or they're home? Yeah, Baker is back. He was cleared 29 <gasps> minutes ago. Yeah, I saw that he was cleared. But, yeah, it's in Cleveland. I got to ride with home team. I like Cleveland. In Cleveland, I feel like that pass rush is going to eat up Pittsburgh's offensive line. Um, I like having Baker back. They are going to try to mitigate him throwing the ball, though. Avoid him taking sacks because TJ Watt is on the other side of the ball. Um, Vegas has it being a close game. It's like three and a half is the spread. And they got Pittsburgh is only a plus 165 going out of town. But I do like Cleveland to try to keep the pace in their favor run the ball a lot i'm not sure how healthy nick chubb will be but as we saw last week dearness johnson is a good filler back he probably will get some touches this week still with nick chubb coming back from that knee injury um but yeah i'm I'm pretty confident that the colt not the colts that the browns will be able to mitigate pittsburgh's offense and and do pretty well to, to keep the game running at their game speed so i got cleveland but i'm not sure if they'll cover it'll be a real a really close game yeah, I got the Steelers obviously covering as well. Do you and play then, Najee against this defense on a fantasy perspective? I feel like he's a must-start now, just based on volume. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get his catches anyway. Yeah. And where you drafted him, you have to start him. Kind of like, uh, oh, I wish it was a 1 o'clock game, but we'll get into it. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah, I like the segue attempt. I like the segue attempt. It just didn't flow. For the... Usually they play at 1, but yeah. you know, they're, on... oh, they're, they're in Denver, so... Mm. Um, so next on the slate, we got Eagles versus the Lions. And, man, this is if the Lions are going to win any game, it's got to be this one. <laughs> so we're in agreement right there? What, you think this I is the one? That, no, I don't think this is the one. Oh. I'd say if this. Oh, gosh. If it was the time, then it would be this one. That sucks. I think. I, you I know think I'm riding with my boy Jalen Hurts. I think they pulled this um, one out. But go ahead. The Eagles made a point to run the ball last week mm-hmm. uh, early. And I think that um, now that Sanders is out, Gainwell's going to 
take over in that backfield. Also, a very sneaky DraftKings place in there around $5,000. I, I like his value there in a plus matchup versus the Lions. Um, also, Boston Scott might be taking touches away, though. Just keep an eye on that moving forward. Um, but I got the Eagles, man. I think Jalen Hurts really puts it on them. Just kind of gets a revenge for some of the rough games he's been having. Um, in real life perspective, he's been a great fantasy quarterback. No matter how bad the game has gotten, he's still gotten to his 20-plus projection every game. So, um, But yeah, I feel like Detroit has been playing games so close, especially at home. I think they've had back-to-back, what is it, 17 to 14 losses or something like that. Losing on field goals um, at the buzzer to two teams that should have honestly beaten by a lot more based on what the spread was in Vegas. Um, I feel like this is the game they come out and they do sneak that win out. Um, I expect Hawkinson to have a big day. He's been very frustrating for people who drafted him. He's produced at a tight end level, but not the breakout that people expected um, consistently. Um, DeAndre Swift to still continue his work in the passing downs. He might be able to get off a little bit also running wise. So I'm expecting a big day for him. And um, that defense plays better at home. And I feel like they'll be able to keep the Eagles playing one-dimensionally, even though the coach kind of helps the Eagles play one-dimensionally anyway. <laughs> so I got I got Detroit winning, and they're plus 160, so that's another underdog I'm, I'm a fan of this week. All right, third differ- differing team. We're kind of racking it up pretty early. Yeah. Um, Titans versus Colts. We got Colts at home. Ooh. Coming off a win in San Francisco against a really bad team. Um, give, give me the Titans underdog. Right? I don't think they're going to stop Derrick Henry. Right? Um, Isn't it kind of crazy that they're underdogs? Especially after a 27-3 win against the Chiefs. And actually back-to-back good wins against the Bills as well. 5 and 2 those were at, at home. But they took care of the Colts the last time they played as well. Tannehill threw for three touchdowns. Henry had over 100 yards. And Henry's due for a three-touchdown game. It's like written in the stars, man. Yeah, I mean, based on his trajectory and how the games have been pacing out, it is a three-touchdown type of game that should be on the way. I do agree that the Titans are my favorite in this game as well. Them being underdogs is kind of wild. Plus two and a half. I don't even care about the points. Just give me the straight up. Them winning the game straight up for plus 120. Um, I'm trying to think of what's going into this decision. Like, yes, the Titans have a questionable secondary, but the the Colts have been on a hot run, but their competition hasn't been anywhere close to what Tennessee has been playing. And it's not like the Colts secondary is any type of lockdown secondary. A.J. Brown's coming back into his own. Um, right, that was the game he got hurt as well. Yeah, yeah. So like, and Julio, I think. Both of them went out, yeah, with hamstring injuries. Yeah. So, like, what are we... I don't know what Vegas sees, but I feel like they're giving me they're giving me free money here, so I'm gonna ride with um the Titans plus 120 to win this game. Um, another big spread on on the sheet that we're gonna cover very briefly because I don't think there is really much to say. Uh, Bengals going to New York to face the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think the Bengals cover ten and a half? Yes. And the, that one that's a, that's a line I would like to tease down. I don't know, I just don't like betting double digit spreads unless it's in college. 
This is my issue, though. They're playing Mike White, and I feel like either... Dude, the offense is electric under Mike White. The offense is electric under Mike White. We have seen them score under under Mike White um, in a half of football. I just... I just don't think that that Jets defense will be able to keep the Bengals offense from scoring. They are due for a game of regression. I mean, we talked up Baltimore after they thrashed Chargers, and next week they came down from that high, only put up 17. I feel like the Bengals could suffer a similar fate, put up 44 against the Bengals, come in this week, come down from that high, play a team that they feel like they're better than, end up playing down to their level of competition. But 10.5 is a spread that is too enticing. I feel like two touchdowns. If it was 14, I'd be a little bit worried, but I feel like they win by at least two touchdowns. Okay, okay. Um, two more 1 o'clock games to go. We got Rams versus Texans. Mm-hmm. Again, not very <laughs> much we have to talk about there. Uh, Rams are a clearly dominant team. 16-point favorites. Offense, defense, they got it all. Uh, Cooper Cup probably scores six touchdowns to, to, uh, on Sunday. Um, you want to you wanna come in on that? Is 16 points too much? or Yeah. 16 points is too Wait, much. Wait, actually, incorrect. Here's why. Davis Mills is still starting, so Davis Mills is good, bro. I, I better fantasy quarterback than Justin Fields. Yeah, and that the sample size, yeah. I got I got Rams covering because Davis Mills is still playing, and that defense is gonna eat. If there's ever a defense to to play this week in DFS, it won't be worth it because their price tag is gonna be immensely high. But if there's ever a defense to start. It's this Rams defense against Davis Mills. So. Oof. Um, I know we're not breaking it down, but the Packers just confirmed that Robert Tanya tore his ACL. We knew that, though. Like, it sucks, but we saw it. It looked really bad. Yeah, but it was just confirmed. Yeah. Tough to see for, for Bobby Tanyan. But um, shots out to him for that one long catch. He was able to win me my tight ends parlay give me some some free cash so the last one o'clock game we got we got the niners going to the bears give me the bears the bears for real no i was about to say what the heck um, if, if i if i took the niners versus the cardinals what makes you think i'm gonna take the bears over because you slandered the them last podcast that's fine i'm go- i'm gonna bet on them every single game yeah, I got Niners too, and I think they cover pretty handily as well. It's negative four. I think they win by a touchdown, but um, not they to go back to out, the execute. Not to go back to the thing. old game, but do you think the Rams cover? Uh, yes. Okay, I thought so too. Okay, cool. But yeah, um, you said who's gonna come out and execute, Jimmy? Uh, the whole offense just needs to come do their thing. I I think. Uh, it's a big Ayuk game. Really? I was trying to acquire Ayuk from Rob to start him this week. You think this is the uh, game? But he wa- yeah, he wanted 24 fab, and I just couldn't do it. Like, for that, I'll just start Cortland Sutton. Oh, man. You hate to see Although, this is an interesting week to, to see what's happening in that Denver offense, but we'll get into that. But, yeah, I also got the Niners winning. I feel like... Another defense that should be fun to play. 
is that Niners defense. We saw what happened to Justin Fields last week. For some reason, Matt Nagy isn't scheming him as a dual threat quarterback. He's forcing a lot of plays in the pocket and things aren't opening up for those re receivers in time for him not to get waxed pretty consistently. So until the coaching evolves and, and uses him more of an athlete than just an in-the-pocket passer, he's going to see a lot of rough days. And this Niners defense, especially on that line, could give him those type of problems. So I got the Niners in a big bounce-back win on the road. Well, I'm hoping to, buddy. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we mentioned Cortland Sutton, and I was referring to Antonio Gibson, who is dealing with injury as well, but at his ADP where you drafted him, you have to start him every week regardless. Yeah. Um, despite his underperformance. Uh, we got the Washington football team versus the Denver, Denver Broncos in Denver. Hmm. What are you thinking? I got Broncos. It's Judy's first game back. It's going to open up a lot of things on that offense. Um, I feel like Cortland has been forced to operate in that one role, and he hasn't really been able to find his footing still since coming back from the injury. He's been very inconsistent. I feel like him being able to possibly draw a second coverage, or if not, have Judy draw a second coverage with his skill level and talent, it'll be a problem for the Washington DBs. I feel like Javante Williams is finding his own, and they're still using Melvin Gordon in spots, and it's been working well for that roster. Um, and that defense, even though uh, suffered uh, an injury to Von Miller last week, it wasn't debilitating. It looks like he'll be back for the rest of the year. It wasn't like anything serious. It was just like a little stinger on his ankle. So they get to keep him up front. They have probably one of the best secondaries in the league as well. Um, and one of also the also Washington's defense is doo doo. Yeah, Washington's defense has been quite underwhelming for what. It was projected to be so uh three-point cover at home i i like it I'll, i'm taking the broncos yeah i'm taking the broncos too um honestly only because of judy coming back yeah i think like you said it adds a whole nother dynamic uh side of their game and i think javante williams is really due for his coming out game as well you see what he does in uh the passing game He's just, he looks just so much better than Melvin. Not that Melvin looks bad. It's just he's Melvin's more explosive. Like four and a half. Yeah. You just, it, just, it just has a different feel to it. Yeah. One's a way younger back with a lot more juice, and the other one, even though he's still very talented, you could see that he's on the back nine of his career rather than... And, and, well, Melvin is never the one to try and make someone miss. This is true. He tries to run through people. Yeah. Um... Kind of like a certain back that just got traded to the Saints. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Ingram mm -hmm. currently just signed a one-year extension with the Saints worth up to $2.8 million, which is a lot for someone that old. I think it's a good a good job to get him back there. He shouldn't have left in the first place. They should have kept him in the first place. Um, that thunder and lightning combo of him and Kamara was just so effective in those middle years. Um, outside of some unlucky calls and, you know, underwhelming playoff performances sometimes in the playoffs, they were Super Bowl contenders year after year after year with those with that duo in the backfield and with Drew Brees at the head. Um, and I feel like Sean Payton's looking to scheme that type of running game back in to kind of protect Jameis Winston from himself and, and kind of control the pace of the game. Hence, going back for a guy like Mark Ingram from the Texans. 
So I do love that from them. However, Tampa Bay gets Gronk back. Tampa Bay has Godwin and Evans healthy. Lenny has found a form that he hasn't had in about three or four years. And he's going back to his hometown of New Orleans. Well, his home state of Louisiana. And I feel like it's going to be a coming out party for the Buccaneers. I don't think the Buccaneers have forgotten the beatdown they got the last time they went into New Orleans last year. Um, that defense put the work on the, the Buccaneers. Um, they weren't even able to muster like three points till the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Got waxed, I think it was on Sunday Night Football. Um, so I think they're going to be coming out with a vengeance. And that Jameis Jameis Winston-led team does not have the weapons to keep pace with Tampa Bay. So I'm I'm taking Tampa Bay away. Um, Not necessarily saying the cover, but they're going to... I think they're going to sneak that win out in in NO. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, What I I was talking to... uh, My my good friends, uh, David and Jordan... uh, about the game and what they thought they think that it's probably one of their toughest games all year Mm -hmm. just the division rivalry of it and then on top of that that defense is crazy i don't think this is a big leonard for net game i think uh if they're gonna they're gonna make brady beat them because gosh when i was watching that run defense on monday Mm -hmm. they look pretty stout like uh, this is Demario Davis is everywhere all the time. He is a Cameron Jordan's wreaking havoc in the middle as well. So and on the outside, but I got the Bucks probably covering too. Um, four and a half isn't that bad. I think uh, I don't think Jameis can keep up nope. with Brady. And that that Tampa defense is yeah. We'll, we'll see how Kamara is used, especially with how fast Devin White is and. Uh, Levante David. If he's back, so was he back last as well. week? I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That 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 defense has been showing up for that offense crazy for a lot of the year. So. Um, uh, and like you no, like you not. said, he thinks it's their toughest game of the season. Um, outside of so the far. Bills, like he's that uh, even even going forward, outside of the Bills, it is the only team that I would really be worried about playing they play them this week they play them they play new orleans again in december but yeah the rest of the schedule has the potential to be you know they could walk through this schedule with one loss possibly and nobody would be surprised so this is a tough team to go against yeah kind of kind of moves us into the nightcap which what which had the ability to be a really great game but it looks like Dak Prescott's going to miss that game. Dude. Um, with a calf injury, he tweeted at the end of week six. Um, they thought he was going to be good going through the bye. And I think it's more precautionary than anything. I feel like if it was the Super Bowl, then he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's week eight. They're in a great spot in their division. They're five and one. Um, give me the Vikings to cover. Uh, I just don't really trust Cooper Rush, despite having all those weapons. I mean, they had weapons last year when Dak got hurt, and you saw how that turned out. Uh, you're still starting all those very talented players. Um, I'm not. <laughs> you're not gonna start CD? Nope. Crazy. I don't. I uh, don't like it. 
yeah, Minnesota's defense is bad. But I mean, I'm starting. I'm starting Jarvis. I'm going with the safe play. Um, I don't really have much faith in Cooper Rush throwing the ball down the field. But I say all this to still say though that the difference between Dallas last year and this year is that defense comes to play. And I have a lot of faith in that defense making it tough on the Vikings. I'm not sure do we if we finally have a fully healthy Dalvin Cook. I'm not sure what that passing offense is going to look like necessarily with this revamped Dallas defense, good decent secondary, Trayvon Diggs being all over the field, um, picking balls off, creating turnovers, Michael Parsons creating while also letting up the most yards. You know, he's he's a very he's going for broke on every play. Either he's going to get the pick or he's going to let up a huge play. We saw that against New England. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's so funny that like he actually has the most yards given up. Yeah, yeah. But also the most but interceptions. Like, people don't talk about that. No, of course not, because it's yeah, more but... it's more electric to talk about the seven picks and what was it two two pick sixes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, but I feel more touchdowns than his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of nuts. Um, but I do feel like Dallas's defense is going to show out this this game, and it's a huge Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard game. I love starting both those guys. I, I don't want to mess with my DraftKings lineup, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what I feel like both of them will be able to accomplish this Sunday night against this Vikings defense. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking Dallas with the plus 135 on this one. Give, give me the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, minus three. So, um, moves us into the Monday night game. We got Giants versus Chiefs, and this shouldn't be much of a debate of uh, the winner. Really? Uh, I believe we both think the Chiefs are going to win this game oh, yeah. pretty handily, uh, especially with the Giants not having any of their weapons. It looks like they might get Kadarius Tony back for this game, but hopefully they get Shepard back because they need to play him in one league. I'm hearing Barkley is an optimistic play, too, and if that's a thing, then... Yeah, he might go crazy. I'm elated. Please get me him back. Uh, excuse my dog. Um, but I, I think the Chiefs don't cover nine and a half. No, which is weird. Oh, it's nine and a half. Oh, on Bovada, it's negative ten, and I was definitely like, nah. Um, but yeah, I have the Chiefs winning as well. But this is what I feel is gonna happen, big time. Jabril Peppers out for the year with an injury. Whatever safety they have back there, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to keep pace with Tyreek. Um, if you want to bet, bet a prop bet, um, bet longest catch on that game. If I could find that bet somewhere, I feel like Tyreek yeah, is. Tyreek's due. Yeah, Tyreek is going to get. Meikle's due, man. Get a deep one. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of scoring. I'm saying they won't cover, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it on cover. Longest touchdown is 39 and a half yards. Um, that's a negative 130 bet, so they expect it to be insane deep plays. Uh, Vegas does at least. So I'm on the side of Chiefs. Um, just to be different, I'm gonna have them covering the spread. 
but I, I, it's a huge Tyree kill day. That's my belief. It's a huge Tyree kill day. And if you've had Mahomes and felt kind of bad about how he's performed for you recently, week. especially last week, fear not, because I feel like there is a, a, a Mahomes breakout game this week. Gotcha. And um, before we end this podcast, uh, I know you a lot. You had a lot of players playing uh, last night. Yeah. Uh, in our DraftKings, but you want to read through your DraftKings lineup? Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll run. cap this off. I'll run it off. Um, so, as I said, I had a few from the game last night. I, I decided to ride with Rondell Moore, who you I, you didn't really get to see it, but they were trying to get him very involved in the offense, but they're still not really targeting him down the field. They still have A.J. Green in that role, um, but they were trying to get him involved a lot. So that was promising for the future. Um, but yeah, for the 4000 budget, he only dropped 4.5. And as someone like you, who was able to find the sneaky pick in Randall Cobb, who went, what, 3 for 15 and 2 touchdowns? Yeah, <laughs> um, 16 and a half fantasy points yeah, for $3,500. He was 3500 so that was a good play for you. I had big belief in Robert Tunyon. And um, he was underutilized a lot of the day. He was able to sneak out a big 31-yard catch, um, had three receptions for 49 yards, got hurt on that 31-yard catch. Um, and Also got sh- stopped one one yard short of the touchdown. Yeah, he did get sharp, stopped one yard short of the touchdown as well. And then after that, we had to see um, Degura, who's a rookie tight end, get heavily involved. No, he's not a rookie. They said he was a rookie, I thought. Or is he second year? He's a, sec- he, he's a second year. He tore his ACL. He's second year out of Cincy, right? Something like that. I don't know where he went to college. Yeah, I think he's second year out of Cincy. Um, they got him super involved after Tanyan got hurt. And that that also hurt to see because I feel like those would have been Tanyan's targets. But anyway, went 7.9 points. He was a 3,800 play, so not too bad. And I also ran Aaron Jones out there. 6,900 play. Got me 24 points. Had one rushing not touchdown and should have had two. But my goodness, let's talk. Yeah, that was. Nuts. Hey, shout shout your boy out a little bit. I know we're gonna review my my lineup, but explain the bet yeah. that got removed for my your boy. My buddy Matt had uh, he bet uh, two separate bets, ten to win uh, sixty on Aaron Jones two touchdowns, and then five to win two hundred and eight. I think is what it said. Yeah, something like that. Two two hundred plus on uh, James Conner to have two touchdowns and Aaron Jones to have two touchdowns. James Conner did his thing, fell into the end zone twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Aaron Jones, seemingly, he was actually at the game and seemingly scored a touchdown, yet to have it ripped out of his grasp. Mm-hmm. And then the Packers failed to run it in again. And they were on the one. So first... They th- ended up turning it, turning it over on downs and... What? The rest was history. Watching the whole breakdown. They go for it again on the one. Don't get it. Third down. Aaron decides, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take the delay of game. Move it back five yards. No, they didn't have a timeout. I know. He had to, he had to take the delay of game because they didn't have the timeout. Move it back five yards. Gets back to... When you said it like that, it's like yeah. he did it on purpose. No, no, no. Well, he had no choice. They couldn't call the timeout. He runs out of the pocket, gains four yards, gets back to the one, right? And then I don't even remember what the play on the one was again. 
it was a shot to Randall Cobb. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he like waited, and I think the tight end uh, Deguara was open. Yeah, he did come open. He waited for Cobb. Yeah, and just like that, a plus five thousand bet. I just went back and looked. It would have been five for two fifty five. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's heartbreaking. And then the um, ten my, for sixty is even worse. Game and he ripped his shirt off. <laughs> He was very distraught. Bro, that's tough. I don't know how I'd feel if I literally, I literally, like, the James Conner part was the part that was, like, so crazy to me. Like, Aaron Jones getting two touchdowns, it didn't seem like that out of the realm with so many weapons missing. But the James Conner one, I was like, oh, I don't know. But, dude, that sucks. That sucks to lose that one. But, um, for the rest of my lineup, went with a fairly cheap quarterback going against the worst defense in the league, Daniel Jones on Monday night. Ooh. Yes. I went ahead and um, 6,600 running back going against Seattle, who's the second worst run defense in the league, according to DraftKings. Um, playing for my my team, the, the Jags, who I feel are going to win that game. We didn't even – did we talk about that? We didn't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, did we skip the Jags? Yeah, I got the Jags winning, by the way. Um, uh, upset in Seattle. But, yeah, I got – Jags winning, and I got Robinson having a pretty decent day against that Seattle defense. Um, got Tyreek Hill on Monday night as well. So, 8300 kind of pricey, but I feel like he will... He's Big positions on on Monday night, huh? Yeah, yeah. QB and wide receiver one. Yeah, I like, I, like, I like Monday. I like games where I get to watch what happens. Um, I try to, you know either play it towards Thursday because I can watch the game or play it towards Monday. It's kind of how I try to script it. Um, I have a 5,300 cost receiver, 12 o'clock game. I am in Central Times, so a 12 o'clock game. Pittman against that Tennessee defense who is 32nd against the pass according to this on DraftKings. Um, and who do I have left after that? Another 12 o'clock game person, 7,100 running back going against 26th worst rush defense. Well, I'm not sure if it's just running back defense, but DeAndre Swift in my flex um, for 7,100. And then the Jags defense at 2,400 going up against Seattle and Geno Smith, who struggled to score the ball. And that's my lineup. Gotcha. So, we have a couple of the same players. Um, like you said, I, I picked Randall Cobb for the Thursday night game, 3,516 points. Uh, not not bad. Um, for my quarterback, I actually went with a, a little stack. I went Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman, mm-hmm. just because Pittman did the Niners so dirty. Last, last week, I had to pick him up. Um, I think Tennessee is going to be winning this game, so I think Carson Wentz will be throwing to get back in, and he's been... Uh, very decent, honestly. He had a couple fumbles last week, but are you playing Carson? I trust him. Huh? Are you playing Carson? Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, Carson yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good play. Um, we do have one of the same running backs. Uh, I do have James Robinson against the thirty-first ranked defense against running backs. Um, I mean, I think it's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. I also think Jacksonville is close, but I don't think they're gonna win. Yeah, I push I you down for Seattle. I'm going back over the games that we missed because we also missed Patriots Chargers. Dang, did I just not see those? I don't think you looked at the middle day games outside of Tampa. Oh, yeah, I just skipped straight to Washington. Yeah, you went Washington <laughs> and you went Tampa, yeah. But I know you got uh, Chargers and note, you got yeah, Seahawks. Got yeah. 
Do you have um, charges covering? Yeah. Negative four and a half, yeah. Yeah. Um, my other running back slot, I mentioned it earlier. The other running back uh, that's playing in Detroit, not Swift, but Gainwell. Um, 30th ranked defense against running backs. Um, good matchup there. He'll get majority of the touches if they give the running back touches. Mm, exactly, um, if they give the running back touches. And he scores touchdowns, he unlike does. Miles Sanders. He does, he does. Um, my other receiver, uh, Debo Samuel, has been my boy this year. Um, clearly our wide receiver one in San Francisco. 7400 a bit pricey on him. Uh, but I went really cheap with Randall Cobb, so I can yes, uh, get a player like Debo. Yeah. Um, in my flex, I got Emmanuel Sanders. Um, kind of mentioned that earlier as well. And I also have the Bills defense. And for my Monday night play, I never do this. I spent up on my tight end. I got Travis Kelsey. Mm, yep. I feel like he's due for a couple touchdowns as well. Fair. I mean, you're, you're ahead of the eight ball a lot with that Randall Cobb play. You're in fifth spot currently. Um, 16.5 points off of 3,500. So you're way ahead of the eight ball. I feel like I'm a little bit behind with my two picks uh, I spent 7800 for a little over 12 points. So I'm not feeling too good right there. I'm in second currently, but I like the remaining players I have left. I'm looking at who's in first place. They hit on a lot of theirs, but they also went with Tunyon, which, you know, that does hurt with him getting hurt and not getting involved. But he had Aaron Jones and Cobb, who were like the two people to have um, on that. Green Bay offense for sure. Um, trying to go through the rest of the rosters. There's somebody who had AJ Green, Cobb, and Tunyon. That's not horrible either. He's in third place. Um, fourth place had Cobb, Dylan, and Ertz. Again, not a bad trio. But yeah, I feel like everybody kind of. They didn't make horrible plays. Somebody played Christian Kirk for 8.6 points. I think he was only like 4,000 something anyway, so. 5100 5100 so yeah not not the best play but again it's not gonna break the bank or hurt you too heavily depending what you have left going into your lineup so i think it'll be a pretty competitive week of um of DraftKings play for sure um a lot of interesting games on the slate and one other question what's your plan for your starting quarterback for fe- florida fantasy football because you I picked up matt ryan you have deck you're just switching to matt ryan yeah which is hilarious because um I dropped him and then I picked him back up. <laughs> in Champion of the Chumps. Because I thought it was bad. I'm also flipping <laughs> Dak for Matt Ryan because that's who's on my bench. So hey, In Champions of Pub, I'm benching Dak for Emmanuel Sanders. Ooh, so, we lit. I mean, Because I have Russell Wilson on IR. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you will have a big week. I have the week. most hurt roster. You'll have a big week out of, um, out of Emmanuel Sanders for sure. Of course, not a Dak level week, but... Well, actually, maybe, because sometimes they get so far ahead, they stop throwing the ball. Um, but, yeah, that deck, that deck injury, man, it, it's going to hurt a lot of people this week. Definitely scour your waivers, see what you got. I would suggest highly against just flipping Cooper Rush into your starting lineup over deck. They're not the same level quarterback. And, yes, there's a lot of weapons, but not just it's not just the weapons that make Dak Dak. Dak is also a very solid quarterback, makes good reads, makes good plays. So we saw last year. It doesn't matter. You can't just plug and play a quarterback in that position and expect the same scoring. Um, but, yeah, good luck in week eight, especially, everybody playing fantasy. Um, 
If you feel like parlaying some of these picks, by all means, I think my favorite parlay that I would attempt to make this week um, is Titans plus 120, Dallas plus 135, um, and honestly, Jags plus 160 for my parlay, my underdog parlay. And for my can't miss, my lock one, I got Titans plus 120, Tampa to cover, Niners to cover. That's my favorite. Which means none of that's going to happen. I mean, hey, come back to it when you got note, big bucks. Come back. <laughs> and on that note, all right, y'all boys. <laughs>